I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. I'm Stephen Veyu. Don't you cry no more. And this is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary supernatural podcast. We are covering the entire series of Supernatural and fellas. We did it. We finished season one, and now we are into season two. How do you feel about that? I'm floor, edge of my seat, flying forward. It's been a while. It's actually since I watched these episodes that we're going to be been covering. A while. But it really was feeling like. I mean, if you've heard in the in the season finale episode that we recorded, I was all in. I think we were all all in on Supernatural. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, I was. So. As, as soon as we finished <laughs> that, that as soon as I finished watching that episode, I was like, "Yep, gonna keep watching season two. Like, gonna do that tonight, <laughs> even though that was now yeah. weeks ago since we last recorded." I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually haven't decided if I like Supernatural yet or not, but I'll continue doing thirteen <laughs> more seasons of this. <laughs> if um, we we need to probably put some some stuff in our wills, right? Like in case one of us passes away, like somebody needs to take yeah. over our spot in the podcast. Like we need to. Somebody needs to salt podcast. and burn my bones. Also, oh, also that's that, definitely what uh, needs to happen. Actually, I think Brian Wade has a claim on my skull, so I think I might just haunt Brian Wade. So, Interesting. Yeah, I think that was a, that was an arrangement that was made on the Warcraft Three episode of Watch Out for Fireballs. So, okay, there you go. <laughs> um, so, like we said earlier, we're covering season two. Uh, like we do on our first episodes, we're going to only cover the first two episodes. So, we're doing the season opener, which is in my time of dying. And we're doing episode number two, which is called Everybody Loves a Clown. Everybody Loves a Clown. Thank you. Uh, I feel like, well, before we get into that, let, let's take a moment. The day that we're recording, which is um, January something, 24th, I think, uh, it happens to be Dean Winchester's birthday. <laughs> Which, I, I don't know why that popped up on my Twitter feed today, but here we Shout go. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dean. Hope you have some pie. So, yeah. yeah, we were talking about this because Eric Kripke tweeted about it, of course, the creator of Supernatural, uh, mm-hmm. about how Dean Winchester and Jessica Moore both share a birthday with his wife. So he was wishing them a happy birthday. I believe it was Dean Winchester, then Jessica Moore, and then his wife. And um, most of all, my wife. <laughs> well, yeah. he did the most yeah. of all, so I think he. I think oh, he's okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a build-up. It was yeah. a build-up. I see. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we were trying to figure out for a moment who Jessica Moore is because we forgot that <laughs> Sam's dead ex-girlfriend or current girlfriend, who's dead, uh, who's she dead. has died. Fact, she's dead, but the status of the relationship is still up in the air because does it count as a breakup just because she's dead? That's a question for another for another day. It uh, it um, definitely does. Like anything you do. You know what? Actually, that's a question for another day because I can see some arguments back and forth. Now that I'm thinking about it, Definitely. why did he? Why did he name? Why did he give a woman that he killed in the first episode the same birthday as his? I'm assuming very lovely wife. <laughs> that's not. I guess it's because he was oh, no. identifying as Sam as he was writing it. So he's like, you know, the love interest of the main character shares a birthday. It's you know, it's a nod to my wife. Uh, and then may- maybe it was only later in that script that he remembered. Oh shit! I'm torturing her on the ceiling with fire and blood or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he forgot until he wrote the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was naming the healing class in Darkest Dungeon after my wife for a while because she's like a like a real cute chick. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'll, na- I'll name like this Vestral. I think is the class name, like Autumn. And then um, 
in real life, Autumn saw the healer get killed like four times and said, you were not allowed to name that after me anymore. <laughs> That's really creepy. I was like, okay. So now you just name your animals in Stardew Valley after her, right? I, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> winning a lot of points on this one. I did, uh, I did ask her if she wanted me to name her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want. I did ask her if she wanted me to name a cow after her, and that didn't go over very well. So, oh, yeah, the cow's name is now Cowabunga. Share me, <clears throat> Cowabunga. <laughs> Boo! It's a, it's a good name. Shut up. It's a great name. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Stephen, you want to get us caught up on what happened? Sure. What is get us the road so far? Okay, so previously on Monster of the Week, the boys had to split up with Papa Winchester again, so he gave a fake cult to Meg, while Sam and Dean used the real thing to face off against Yellow Eyes. Unfortunately, Sam is a terrible shot, and John gets captured. After a super fun exorcism and dressing up like hunky firemen, they manage to rescue John, only to find that he himself is possessed by the Yellow Eyed Demon. A great villain speech ensues, and the demon escapes while leaving the boys on the run. And finally, we have been left with the Winchesters and the Impala in pieces after a fatal wreck with the semi uh truck not hunk truck <laughs> dang it <laughs> i was doing so good i edited steven's notes everybody and had yeah, yeah, the word hunk where there was supposed to be the word truck he wasn't hit by a hunk he was hit by a semi-hunk you know semi-hunk he's all right but he's kind of losing his hair you know <laughs> Semi hunk. It's a semi hunk kind of life. Baby. <laughs> One quick programming note before we get into the main meat of the episode. Uh, we have mm-hmm. finished. By the time you're listening to this, we have uh, re- recorded and released a feedback episode, but since the main episodes haven't come out yet, uh, we actually haven't recorded that. So there's some time travel involved in this season, um, and that'll probably happen every season. Nobody probably cares about this, but if someone said like a super funny joke, and it's in that last episode that you heard, which would be the feedback episode, and we're not resp- we're not thinking about it now, that's the reason why. So time yeah. travel. <laughs> Chris, can you uh, do time travel? We can do time travel on our podcast. I think everybody should be able to time travel. Like. Just like, just let like, let's see how many paradoxes I can get at one time. That could yeah. get real bad real quick. I'm excited. <laughs> let's do some time travel. That sounds like a terrible idea. Chris, okay. can you read um, Stephen's episode synopsis for season two, episode one? In my time of dying, I sure can. Dean, you gotta hold on! After the crash, Dean's spirit wanders the hospital corridors as his comatose body hovers at the brink of death, and a reaper tries to lure him into eternity. That's I'm it. glad you got my notes for how intensely I wanted yeah. to do that first line. <laughs> Absolutely. I understood immediately. Episode <laughs> synopsis. You know, I didn't... Uh... Uh, of course, I never read the episode synopses going into these uh, when I was watching Supernatural for the first time. I mean, and I rarely would now if I wasn't supposed to do it, uh, the ones that Steven writes on the podcast. But yeah. this kind of just tells you what's going on. But the episode doesn't necessarily uh, let you know for at least yeah, like 10 minutes. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, they kind of got the spoilers in there because they kind of they, they pull a wool over your eyes for a minute there. And it's kind of a fun little twist, but I guess we'll get to that. Yeah, this is this is a, this is real fun. Um, I like that this picks off picks excuse me picks up immediately after the ending of season one. So mm-hmm. uh, in the end, like like we just mentioned, in the season one, the boys are hit. The Impala is smashed into by a semi hunk, and this like we we immediately just open up. We're endless crash site. The the trucker gets out of the semi hunk and walks over, and like all of the Winchesters are just laying there, kind of dead. Like they all look like dead basically. 
And uh, as he goes open, he goes to open the driver's side door, and Sam was the driver. Sam has the Colt and uh, kind of threatens him with it. And the the demon, who you know, it's obviously somebody possessed by a demon. He's got the black eyes and the whole thing. Says, "Oh no, you're saving that bullet for someone else." And you know, Sam says, "Try me," or whatever. Clint Eastwood yeah, yeah, cocked the revolver. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably his most badass moment to date. <laughs> the uh, the demon jets, and this poor truck driver uh, just was freaking. Oh, okay. man. Freaking it's so sad. He goes, right "Did now. I do this?" <laughs> oh, that's so sad. It's okay, buddy. Because they're they're just mangled. In the scene, do we skip over the uh, the intro? We did. I'm sorry, I forgot to bring yeah, up the, and it's because it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is a really really fantastic montage that they hit us with, and they do it every season and they're sometimes like one of the highlights of the season uh this time we get stranglehold by ted nugent right mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. very good stuff there even though ted nugent's a shit bag yeah um but that song kicks ass but that song kicks ass <laughs> separate the art from the artist guys come on that's right <laughs> <laughs> that montage kicks ass too and it just shows us all that you know the highlight reel of season one and uh everything that the boys have been through, everything that steven talked us through in mm-hmm. our the road so far so saving um, people hunting things we get a, we get a lot of uh we get a lot of like great voice lines like it's it's a good all of the uh intros like all of the roads so far are very very good in my mind like i haven't seen a bad one yet so my particular favorite part is where they do the crossfade with john winchester possessed by the yellow-eyed demon where he's kind of like you can see his image kind of fading in and out while they're showing other stuff going on from the uh, the rest of the season. It's a really cool like image, I think, very ominous looking. I dig it. Um, picking it back where we left off, the truck driver runs off, and then like nighttime turns to day. Like it's obviously like five or six hours have passed, and they're just now pulling the Winchesters off of this accident. <laughs> I feel bad that they've had to lay there for so long. Like no wonder Dean is almost dying. Like he didn't get the care that he needed. Uh, but then they, everyone kind of wakes up. And I mean, like what, now the next time we see him, like it's, I think a week later, does it actually sh- show like a date jump here? I don't remember if it says like one week later. I don't remember. No, I don't yeah. think so. I, I figured it was like, you know, like, the next day. Is it a week later? I don't know. That's what I was asking. I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Yeah, I think it's like the next day or something like that. Because Sam's face is still super jacked. So it is interesting, though. That yeah, we cut to just Dean getting up out of his hospital bed, you know, pulling a tube out or something, Mm -hmm. uh, and just looking around like, where the hell is everybody? And it's pretty innocuous. It's just first gives off the impression of Dean being out of his element, looking for his dad and his brother. Is clearly he's going to be worried, and I. The first time watching this, never suspected anything that was going to happen, especially when he's, you know, he's going through the hallway and everybody's kind of ignoring him, but not in like a very blatant way. He's not like shaking somebody by the arm being like, hey, look at me. He's just like, excuse me. And then people are busy. So they're rushing by and he's like, oh, what the hell? And then he sees, okay, there's the receptionist. And the way that Jensen plays it is so uh, nonchalant. He's, you know, walking down the stairs. He winces a little bit because he's like, oh, my leg hurts. Um, And then he goes up and he he says something, you know, super normal, like, hey, uh, hi, excuse me. Uh, and then he waits a second for her to respond, and she doesn't. But it's even that exchange, even her not responding, just seems super casual and normal. It's like she's busy; she'll she'll get you in a second. Um, so up until like the very moment of the reveal, I think that I was totally convinced that like it was just Dean, you know? Yeah, I didn't I didn't see this coming. Like this was this was a really like oh oh shit! Now one of the main characters is a ghost. Oh my god! Like that kind of thing. Like it was it's a it's very subtly played. It's it's it's. Just very well done. Like, just a very deft touch on this to make this happen. And uh, this is where we get the new logo, right? And this is going to introduce yep. our concept for changing logos. So uh, 
usually in between the cold open and the main episode, like we get the logo splash and, uh, up to this point, it's just been supernatural and like, kind of like a, you know, goofy kind of font thing. And now mm-hmm. it's supernatural with a goofy kind of font thing, but also on fire. Yeah. <laughs> on fire. And, uh, really they do, cool. yeah, they do a pretty good job of making the, whatever the logo is kind of themed with the, yeah. the mm-hmm. theme of the season. So that's, that's a fun thing to, to kind of think about. And as you're watching the episodes, so I think it's kind of a cool thing. I remember, I mean, yeah. this is little spoilers, but the season six opener when it's like ice shattering. That was like yeah. the most evocative one at that point because all the buildup, waiting to see like what the hell is going to happen with this show, and then there's this this ice. I was like, what is that? Man? What the fuck is that? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's always like crows or angel feathers, something spooky and you know gothic, and then just ice. And I was hmm, but that's that's not for this episode. <laughs> so Dean Dean wanders back to his um, his, I was going to say hotel room, but his hospital bed, and sees that he's still lying in it, um, and he's having some sort of out of body ghost experience. Which this starts, this starts a series of just like Ken Manners directed this episode and he killed it with the transitions that are all, that are littered throughout where they will continually in a single shot, make a show of going from Dean as a ghost in inter- trying to interact with other characters and then going back to him laying in bed and then back and then he'll have disappeared somewhere else. And the way that they continue to do that is so interesting because you'll forget that Dean's supposed to be a ghost because the way mm-hmm. he's talking and he has another character pretty soon that he's going to get to interact with. And um, it's just these really fun, uh, subtle and sometimes not subtle ways of showing that he's not that, you know, the rest of the characters can't actually see him this whole time. Yeah, this is good. And we get the, uh, like Sam is in the room and talking to the doctor and like the doctor is basically laying out all the ways that Dean is fucked up. <laughs> like, I think, I think he just refers to him like a bag of bones. Like we don't like everything is wrong with this guy. Like you should really like consider like something like you should, you should, you should seek alternatives basically. Um, or really, I think he's saying prepare for this dude to die because he, he's not healthy. Um, and I think the next scene is Sam next to John's hospital bed and John's well, it's, awake. It's first it's Dean saying like, can't you find some like voodoo mojo to mojo. try oh, some hoodoo, me? Yeah. Find some hoodoo priest, priest to lay some mojo on me. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. yeah it's, that's- it's interesting that this is, this is a Dean saying, come on, Sammy, save me, which is not always the case for the boys. You know, the last time it happened, uh, of course, Dean is like, yeah, we'll find a way. But then, you know, in faith, that's the episode I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's just kind of like, maybe it's, Maybe it's my time. Maybe I'm supposed to go. But here, for some reason, I think it's because of the fact that the family's back together. That Dean really wants to. He doesn't want to die. You know. Well, and they're they're so close to getting what they've wanted this entire time, killing the demon. Although I would argue um, what what Dean wants and what Sam and John is a little different. But I true. Yes. true. Well, no, I'm not saying that he wants to kill the demon necessarily. But he like I mean, it comes up later. He doesn't want to miss out on the fight. Like if right. the fight's going to yeah. go down, he wants to be right. there to try and save them. Um, but it's it's you know he's pleading with Sam who obviously can't hear him and then uh, Jeremy as you're saying mm-hmm. and then he goes to talk to to John and it w- that mojo line is notable because Sam says the exact same thing to John and it's either because you know he's picking up on the psychic thing it's or it's, he's picking up on it because it's his brother or it's just because they're brothers and they think in just the exact same way so they say <laughs> the exact same thing regardless of what it is it's kind of like a it warms up the episode a little bit because up until then you're mm-hmm. kind of like, oh shit, what is happening to our boys? Well, you know how well, it is. Like when Sam- you've been with somebody for a long time, like you start you start stealing their jokes and stories like they were yeah. your own because you just heard them so many times. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, that totally happened to me, and you're like, no, 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 that happened to me. That's that's my <laughs> joke. <laughs> same, same exact thing here. Like they just they just use all of the same lines around each other. 
I do enjoy that uh, John like immediately has his wallet and is like, oh, hey, give him my insurance card. And it's from John McG- or no, uh, Elroy Roy McGillicuddy. Roy. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff good. there. Nice reference. And um, also, like, one of John's first things, he's like, I can't, he asks about Dean for a second, right? Like, he's like, hey, is he okay or whatever? Or Sam is informing uh, John about Dean's situation, but then John's like first question is, "So, what about the cult? Yeah. Where is it? Is it safe?" And Sam is not okay with that. No, Sam yeah. is, is pretty upset that he's, uh, you know, asking about the cult and what, like, what they're going to do next and things like that. And um, yeah, and I don't, I don't blame him. Like, if if your son is lying there yeah. in the hospital, like maybe have a little bit more concern. But at the same time, like. Okay, Dean's obviously in the hospital. I'm in a hospital bed. There's nothing I can do for him. Like I, I don't, you know, there's a certain practicality to John yeah. that's like a little um, stilted emotionally. But like, what is he supposed to do about Dean right now? There's literally nothing he can do. Mm-hmm. So, so why even and worry he, about? Yeah, it? he's sending Sam on these little missions. But the fact is that he he rarely leaves Dean's side. There's a few moments where we just see John sitting there mm-hmm. looking at Dean, not saying anything, not making any expression, but he's sitting there with his boy. And I think he's contemplating what he's going to do later. And he's, he's already has the idea in his mind, I think. Uh, so he's not worried about what's going to happen with Dean. He's worrying about uh, how do we get the cult? Because he's, I mean, spoilers, he wants to trade the cult to bring, to bring Dean back to life. He's kind of now made this this transition from I'm obsessed with killing this thing to now seeing his son, despite the fact that he's not really showing this emotion. That is the situation, right? He's like, I will give you the cult. I can't kill you now, demon, but I will get my son back. Exactly. Well, yeah, because yeah. at the end of that scene where um, where he asks about the cult is he gives Sam a list uh, of different – he says that it's for protection yeah. uh, from the demons, but he wants a different uh, – I guess just – I don't know what you would ever call it. Like things uh, burn. Ingredients. Ingredients. I didn't yeah. want to say it. I was like, it's not cooking. <laughs> Soup. <laughs> <laughs> um, to get from Bobby, though, and Sam kind of looks at it. He's like, all right, whatever, dude. Um, and then you then we yeah. get more Bobby. Yeah, we get more Bobby, but we also see trashed Impala. Yeah. And Impala is like the symbol Sad. of the Winchester family. And that thing is just, just beat to shit. And uh, and Bobby kind of goes on about it for a little bit too long too. He's like, the frame is bent, the headlights are out. There's a roach in here. Like he's like, this is yeah. a piece of shit. We're gonna have to get rid of it. And then Sam, like, because it's a symbol of his family, and that's what they've been riding around doing in this horrible childhood that they've had. Is like, no, we're not gonna give up on it. We're not gonna give up on him. We're right. not gonna give up on Dean. Like he's <laughs> definitely projecting. <laughs> Absolutely. This is the season where Sam just projects all of his feelings onto. And other he's things. not just—he's not just projecting. The show is projecting, and will continue to project yeah. the family state on that car. <laughs> like even in the second episode, but like, cause, oh, so Sam just doesn't want to talk about Dean dying. He just wants to talk about the car, uh, and he doesn't want to talk about his feelings about what's going to happen. He wants Dean to talk about Dean's feelings, but it's like, no, Sam, yeah. you just need to deal with your shit. Stop yeah. putting it on everybody else. We're going to get there, but man, uh, Sam is, <clears throat> some gets, gets real annoying emotionally here. Yeah, he really <laughs> does. And um, I think I've already said this, that I'm on, you know, Sam is my favorite character, but Jesus, man, maybe that's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens, Over man. Over to Team Dean. Yeah. It's um, a place to be. Well, Sam and Bobby are, are getting a list of stuff for protection together and talking about how bad the car is. Uh, Dean is ghost talking to his dad and like kind of yelling at him about, um, mm-hmm. you know, why aren't you protecting me? Why aren't you going after me? Like, you seem like you've given up. I can't believe what are you doing? And then he hears like crazy, uh, 
I think he starts fading out like the um like he's in fucking Back to the Future or something. Like it is his photograph. <laughs> well, does he like throw a cup or something when he's mad? At that's later. That's later. Okay, that, he's got, that's later. Yeah. Or is Pardon yeah, that's me. that's after um yeah, that, 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 that's a little bit later. Uh, but for now, he runs back to his his body, and uh, no, he he runs out to find out like what's happening, and this um this girl is dying, and he sees like this weird monster creature like kind of hovering over, her, uh, and like stealing life force basically. So it, like, can I hop back to his yeah. conversation with John for two seconds? Hundo percent. Because I just wrote down the line. Dean says, "I've given everything," and that's yeah. like. That's a powerful line for Dean yeah. when he's begging his dad to do something to save him. This is the only time that Dean is really putting himself first. It's always about protecting Sammy or doing what his dad wants. And now he's like, I have literally given this family every drop of blood in my body. And, and you, you can't just sit there. It's like a, a genuine frustration. It makes Dean so like human and, and, and likable. Um, and you just really feel bad for him. I felt really bad for him in this. Even though he is sticking up for himself, it did make me a little bit sad to think you know, of course, I know Dean now throughout the entire series, but just seeing him in this one moment, asking for somebody to take care of him for once, it's it's kind of sad. But I don't, I think the only reason he actually even gets to that point is because he knows that no one else can hear him. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think he would ever. No, he wouldn't say that to anybody if they could that. hear him. Yeah. So yeah, he hears the scream and he runs into the other room to yeah. discover what's going on. And now he has a, um... <clears throat> now he has like something to hunt. Now he's like thinking like, okay, now I can focus on this. Like, this is what I'm going to go after. Mm-hmm. He, he goes back to John's room, or at least the, the, we cut to John's room. And now Sam is back and Sam and John are having like one of those classic Sam and John arguments where they're just basically <laughs> yelling at each other about their feelings from 20 years ago. Like that's all this is. <laughs> this isn't a real argument. Yeah, but- this is literally just yelling at each other and things that they already know about each other. And the thing is, the door is wide open, and Sam, I think at one point, actually even paces out into the hallway and back into the room, and he is literally screaming, like, about how there's a demon after them, It's yeah. like how they hunt monsters, and I'm like, maybe you should keep your voice down while saying those types of things. You're gonna like, alarm the other patients. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I always think that's pretty funny. <laughs> They're just yelling about this stuff, and, like, no, no one's paying attention. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I even wrote this in my notes. Uh, that it's an John blames Sam for not shooting him, and that's a very awkward argument to yeah. having at a hospital. <laughs> You yeah. should have shot it's me, like, Sam. Man. Like, or would have killed you, Dad. Like, it's just a ridiculous argument to be having out loud yeah. in, in public. Um, but this is mm-hmm. like Dean is watching this, and he's getting more agitated as as these conversations, as this argument is getting more heated. And uh, eventually, like, he goes to just kind of like reflexively knock this glass over, and it like spills down and breaks. And like John and Sam look at each other, like, "Oh shit, what is this?" <laughs> and then Dean has the best line of, "Oh man." I full on swayzied that mother, which, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which the wiki was very helpful in pointing out was a reference to Patrick Swayze in the movie Ghost. So in case, oh, you, guys didn't, in case you guys didn't know what that reference was. So. Sure, sure, sure. Also, I, like, you, I like the idea of, of Dean watching, sitting down and watching Ghost and enjoying it. I feel like, I feel like, like everybody had, like was required to see Ghost at some point. Like they, there's a woman in your life that made you sit down and watch the movie Ghost for no reason. Like no matter how old yeah, you are, right? I guess. Yeah, I yeah. guess, I guess. I mean, the, the yeah, three of us have seen, seen it. it, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm not going to, I don't know if I've ever in my life actually, in of my own fruition, pulled out a Ghost reference though. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg's in that movie. It's not anyway. <laughs> Demi Moore's in that movie. Demi Moore is in that movie. Uh, 
after he okay. knocks this over, he start. This is where he starts fading out. He doesn't hear the thing. That's I was getting yeah, yeah. Confused. He, he, he has his little quip, and then he's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, now I'm dying. <laughs> um, he runs over and he sees like this creature hovering above his body, um, and then like they like they're the hospital staff are like trying to bring it back to life, and they succeed, and then the monster goes away. So like he's. He's, he's, I mean, he's barely hanging on at this point, and that's where he really decides, like, okay, I'm gonna go chase this monster down, and that's where he meets Tessa. Yeah, I she's think also Tessa out. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah she's, great. she's another person who's uh, in Dean's position, shouting, "Can't anybody hear me? Why aren't you people looking at me? Whatever." And Dean's like, "Hey, girl, I got you. I'm over here." Um, and to be just like a sad, scared ghost, ghost girl, and then. The only person who can hear you is a super hunk Dean Winchester. I mean, that's a pretty good deal, if you ask me. I mean, same yeah. thing for Dean too. If you have to be yeah. stuck with some cute ghost girl, yeah, you're all right. Yeah, I mean, if your if your if if your predilections lie that direction, then you're in a good you're in a good spot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> best possible outcome. Um, but they kind of go back and forth, and um, like Dean has this tone, and and he just I like I like this number one because Dean just literally explains what's happening. He's like, oh yeah, we're both almost dead. There's a monster chasing both of us. We have to be careful, and like he's got this like real like I know what the fuck I'm doing. Like if you guys like I don't know if you know a subject so inside and out, or like you just have done one thing so much that you know how to talk about it inside and out that you get kind of a bored but also like educational tone. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, how Dean sounds mean. like about like explaining ghost yeah. shit to people. <laughs> That's like us with Dark Souls, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's way less cool. We get uh, we get Dean's little line about you know fighting fate, and I mean I don't know if he says it in so many words, but Dean from you know. Like day one is always about well maybe not always because in faith again he was kind of like well maybe this is just what's supposed to happen but from here on out he's kind of all about uh, fighting fate and not just like oh well it's meant to be I was meant to die now he doesn't believe in any of that meant to be shit Dean's always about uh, carving a path of free will and that's he says as much to to Tessa we always have a choice after she says like no this is just fate he says no 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 like fuck that we always have a choice is the quote which I mean fuck that isn't the quote but yeah we always have a choice is um, and then the monster appears again and then goes and chases a little girl or not chases, but and then like goes and kills a little girl. Like, like, just like it a, kills a little girl. It's kind of sad. Like, this is pretty rough, man. Yeah. Like, I still don't really know what's going on here. Like, I, I don't have a good idea of what's happening. Like the twist hasn't, hasn't set in yet. So it's, it's like, this is all very, very interesting to me. Ghost Dean hunting, ghost killing monsters is a very, very cool concept to me. Yeah, yep. definitely. <clears throat> So is this is this where Sam finally gets the not Ouija Ouija board? It's look, it's a mystical talking board, Stephen. We can't. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, assuming sorry, that <laughs> that yeah, the word Ouija is like the word Super Bowl or the song Happy Birthday. Like yeah. we're not allowed to use it without. Yeah, yeah. He gets a box that says literally mystical talking board on it, and then goes and sits <laughs> yeah. down. And is like, I'm gonna go talk to my ghost brother. Ghost bro. Mystically. Yeah. It's so funny when Dean just like giving him all this shit, like, oh, come on, really, Sam? Uh, and then it totally works. So they're both yeah. like, oh, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a moment when, because, uh, and I like that Dean is, is very much like, he's he's giving him shit, like, oh, are we at a sorority party? I don't think, or like a little girl's yeah. like, sleepover or whatever. Party. Yeah. And, uh, but then when he moves it, like, he looks up and his eyes get real big, like, oh, God, Dean, that worked. Yeah, I like, can't oh, believe it. It works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, they have their little exchange where D, uh, Sam asks a few questions, trying to figure out what exactly is going on. I think he reveals that he's hunting something. Yeah, he so said. Well, he's, like, he spells well, out the word Reaper at this point. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, it's like somebody, somebody after you, and he starts settling out Reaper, and um, that's when he goes and um, tries to talk to 
John about it, but John has left his um, hospital bed. He's nowhere to yeah. be found. You also get a nice little line from Dean, right, as Sam's getting up from the uh, Mystic Spirit Board, um, where <laughs> he says, thanks, board, thanks for not giving up on me, Sammy. Yeah, that's good stuff right there. Those yeah. are always little nice, nice little moments. And Dean is being so... Uh, He's being so emotionally open here because obviously nobody can hear him. So we get this scene of John Winchester going into the boiler room of the hospital. Chris, you work at a hospital. Do they have boiler rooms? I did work at a hospital. You did work at anymore. a hospital. You don't anymore. Yeah, we, yeah, we sort of did. It was okay. not. It was not quite like what it looks like. You know, it wasn't like the basement of the Titanic. Um, <laughs> but, but it was. It, yeah, it was a little bit spooky to, down there. <laughs> this is where they go to burn all the coal that the hospital needs to heal <laughs> yeah. the sick people. Yeah. Right. That's the way this works. Yeah, we, we had a weird basement there, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is, has there ever been a boiler room in existence that wasn't at least a little creepy? No, I mean that, oh, that's, that's absolutely not. It has the right? word "boiler" right there in the title. Like yeah. you just know somebody <laughs> just, died in it. There's just steam everywhere. I yeah. assume or coal. Who knows? Yeah, they, they must get it. They must get all these wet pipes from the wet pipe factory that we visited back in season yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, order them wet, please. <laughs> yeah, I need them pre. Not enough moisture in the basement, please. Order them wet. I don't know what extra is. drippy, please. Extra drippy, extra, extra slimy, extra drippy. Uh, perfect, perfect place to meet a demon. Oh yeah. So absolutely. John John's down there being like creepy as fuck. Like if you want to be like <laughs> yeah. creepy guy, you imagine like I used to have to go down to the lower levels of the hospital sometimes and deliver blood vials for different reasons and I would work overnight so it'd be really quiet and it's a little creepy down there. You hear things, and you're like, Oh, is someone over there? Oh, I didn't see anybody. Okay. Uh, and there used to be this robot that would like move around and look at me. It's what? a long story. Yeah, there was a robot at the hospital. I, was, I worked up high, high up uh, on, a, on a. You worked floor. on pot? Is that what I just heard? I worked up. No, I was high. Yeah, I was on. I was on a higher floor, and I would go down to the basements, uh, one of the basement areas, to deliver blood. Like, and there would just be this robot running around, and it would just like stop and look at me. It had like a screen for a face, That's and I was okay. like, so I would see it and be like, "What the fuck is that thing? Is it looking at me? Like, is it a remote control thing?" And then I would get in the elevator, and it would just watch me get in the elevator, and that would That's be that. That's not okay at all. And so I would go upstairs, and I would tell the nurses I was working with about it, and be like, "Hey, so what's the deal with that robot down on like basement three or whatever?" And they're like, "What?" Robot? And they would literally be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I'd be like, is everybody fucking with me? You all hate it. Like, there's a robot down there, and I would just hear it going beep, 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 in an adjacent hallway, and I'd be like, what? Uh, where's this robot? I'm just walking around. It's you know middle of the night. I'm like, where? And then suddenly a door opens, and there's a robot standing in front of me. I'm like, this can't be real. But it was real. Oh, and finally, like months later, a nurse uh, she confirmed the story. She saw the nurse. So anyway, <laughs> you got you guys read William Gibson, right? Like that, you know, that's right out of like the the I think yeah. it was the peripheral peripheral from William Gibson, right? Peripheral. <laughs> shit! Oh shit! Yeah, that's my life. Yeah. So that's, that's all of our lives. So <laughs> so I'm just saying, if I walked down there and I saw a man drawing fucking mystical symbols on the floor, I'd be like, yo, I quit. And I'm calling the cops. <laughs> and also, we get this, this doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah. We get this janitor, this janitor coming up on uh, John Winchester. And if I didn't know any better, I would, the janitor's so normal. He's like, hey, buddy, what are you doing down here? I'm going to call security. Come with me. What's going on? Um, but John's not fooled by this guy. And neither should we be because we've all seen this episode before. And let this fucking janitor, excuse my language. <laughs> Now, yeah. I'm, now I'm saying now it. is the time to say that <laughs> this janitor, sure enough, yellow eyes. And this is our first time getting um I forget the actor's name um Frederick is something if I remember right uh 
this is our first time seeing him play. Yeah, Frederick Lane. Um, seeing him play at Zazel. Uh, he's an oh boy, is he really good at it? He is so good at Damn, it. This, he's so good. This is the first time, right? Like this is because we, we didn't see him, and uh, we only saw him possess John at the end of the season one. So yeah, this is yeah. our first time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But that's yeah, interesting. This is, this that is very good. <clears throat> they both get because I, I talked about it last time about how uh, John Winchester gets the mannerisms right. For or, or Jeffrey Dean Morgan gets the mannerisms right that the same guy does, but there we don't see Yellow Eyes until season two. So I wonder if you know they had already kind of worked together a little bit to work on this character. If they were both you know given the same acting directions, mm-hmm. um, but it's still remarkable when you watch these episodes back to back just how well Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays Yellow Eyes without actually being in that same body. It makes him seem or it makes Yellow Eyes seem like he's actually inhabiting their bodies, and it's, it's like super cool effect. And they're going to play with that a lot. Like as we see mm-hmm. more demons possess more of our cast of characters, like you, you definitely see like their mannerisms come out in really funny and hilarious ways sometimes. So yeah. But John wants to make a deal, which is, I think this is our first time uh, being introduced to the concept that these demons can actually like negotiate with you for things. Like they they're make out a for deal something. with the devil. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna you know go down to the crossroads. Oh wait, we're not quite there yet. Um, but we're <laughs> um like he he wants to make a deal. Meanwhile, Sam is having like just like a cry fest over Dean's body. Like he's having like we were a, just starting like, to be brothers again. <laughs> man, he's getting emotional and like good on him. <laughs> like, <laughs> his brother's dying. His dad's disappeared. You know, he's being his brother's being chased by a reaper. Like doesn't have any idea what's happening. <laughs> emotional <laughs> Sam doesn't bother me as much in this episode as he does in some of the yeah. uh, following ones. But uh, yeah, he's really he's just really going for it. Uh, but the line we were just starting to be brothers again. It's you know Sam flipping the script finally. Uh, Redeem was the one who just really wanted their family to be together, and uh, Sam is now kind of realizing a little bit you know a little bit late that this is what he wants to, or this is what's important to him as well. We skipped over this in the actual chronological events, but um, at some point Sam uh, realizes, like, oh, hey, I'm going to go to Dad's journal, which I would tell you to go look in Dad's journal for Reapers, but we've already done that, Chris. <laughs> we did that last last season, so we already know yeah. everything we need to know about Reapers. <laughs> but Sam doesn't see any valuable information, but uh, Dean, meanwhile, peeking over the shoulder, actually kind of figures out that, oh, wait. These these powers that I can see, like this this being able to project images into a into someone's mind, and the, mm. these abilities that a reaper has. This is Tessa. Tessa is the reaper. Mm-hmm. This this woman that he's met, you know, his ghost bud, and that's that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, she and yeah. she kind of becomes this very. I like Tessa a lot as a reaper, especially in this episode. She's so calm once she makes the change. She's so placid. She's almost like motherly in the way that she just sits there very calmly. Yeah, this is is very. I like that they give Reapers a much different tone with this episode. Mm -hmm. Like she's she's very comforting uh, with this because she's like, "Hey, look, you know, this is the only way you're not going to just freak out and run for me." Because she actually starts to kind of lay out that you know. Dying isn't such a bad thing, Dean. Like, you're holding on to this, um, and maybe it is time for you to move on, which makes sense as to why she was talking up fate before. Because I know that I, I didn't expect that she was the Reaper or anything the first time that I was I was watching this episode, but I was like, man, it's real weird that this character, like, makes this switch so quick into being like, oh, maybe this is supposed to be what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it, just, it seemed a little weird, and at first, you know, I thought, I was like, ah, that's not very good writing. But then the way that they flipped this around in... And then she has she they do this really cool thing now where they're going to cut between this conversation 
and what's going on with Azazel and John and like the writing in both of these scenes are so good and the acting is so good. Like it's they really work like the emotional frenzy up uh, yeah. over the next few minutes cutting back and forth between these. And, you know, we, we made a joke um, in the green room, if you will, like before we started recording, um, because the, the Wikipedia actually has a line in their trivia section that this chick is based on um, the character Death from the Sandman series by Neil Gaiman. But um, mm. And I we were kind of joking about that at first, but now that we're here and we're kind of talking about the way that she approaches Dean, it's very much like Death in the Sandman yeah, yeah, series. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, I don't know why I was joking about that before. I think it was because of, I thought they were saying that the name was, but no, this entire character mm. is very, very much like that. Motherly, everything has to happen. I only, I'm only here for one job. This isn't going to hurt kind of, kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I love, and I like, love this actress and this whole scene. Like I love all of this yeah. stuff so much. Yeah, and like I said before, that you know Dean wants to stay in the fight. He's like, hey, there's a you know Bobby laid it out in the la- in last episode. You know, there's a war going on right now. You know, this is way bigger than we thought it was. I have to I think we get back in there and protect my brother, and you know, I have to protect my dad. And she's like, look, you think you're the first one that's had a cause that you know I've had to pull before, and like mm-hmm. the those lines like that like really adds to the bigness of her character. Mm-hmm. Like in a really small, you know, in this such a small amount of time, you're like, oh, okay, like. I almost kind of sympathize from where she's coming from. Yeah. Dean's um, not the first soldier she's plucked from a battlefield. It's just the way yeah. things go. And she's seen all of it. And mm-hmm. to her, despite the fact that Dean's the center of our attention, uh, he's at the middle of this conflict that we're all so invested in as viewers. He's still just, you know, another grain of sand on the beach. Yeah. And I actually think, I don't know about you guys, but near the end of this conversation before what happens, happens uh, to, to bring this all to an end, um, I actually think that she convinces Dean because she drops some knowledge as to, you know, you can stay, but how do you think angry spirits are born? Oh, that's so good. Which, which that's great. Like, that is so good. <laughs> that's some fucking <laughs> clever-ass world building because, like, yeah. you pretty much knew that. Like, every time that they, they we yeah. dealt with a, a spirit of some kind, it's always been like, oh, in the 1800s, somebody killed somebody, somebody got drowned, somebody poisoned somebody, and now they're haunting, blah, 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 blah. And it's definitely – but you didn't really – I had never really put it together in my head that like, oh yeah, they actually made a choice to stay mm-hmm. and did not go seek whatever is after death. And now they're, and that just slowly but surely over the years drove them absolutely insane. And I think you're right, Stephen. Like when she tells Dean this, you can kind of see a change in Dean's idea about what he's going to do. And he's like, okay, I, I, I guess I will submit to death. I don't want to become one of those things that could, you know, in theory, torture and, and, and kill and maim hundreds of people over the years. I don't want to be that. I want, I, I, she I makes it an ultimatum, me. too. It's yeah, not, yeah. you know, it's not like you can change your mind later. It's you either come with me and you, you die now or you stay here forever and until you go crazy. And then some hunter comes along and puts you down or you just go on killing people or whatever it is. And the best thing is it is that she turns uh, Dean's fundamental the fundamental thrust of his conversation of his argument of like, we always have a choice right back against him. Like, yeah, you do have a choice. Your mm-hmm. choice is to continue with this or to be a shit bag. <laughs> like those are your two choices. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, and I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that at this point, if um, it, cause at this point, like the lights start flickering. Uh, and I think if that, mm-hmm. if we don't, if we weren't distracted by the story, I think they had set this up very well for Dean to say like, yep, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Like you're absolutely right. I, mm-hmm. should, I should not stay here. But of course, this is supernatural, and what is Dean can never die. Um, Does Tessa just yell? Doesn't she yell like "no"? 
this isn't supposed to happen or like yeah, whatever. Something, something the, the, the lights start like flickering. Uh, Dean says, why are you doing that? She says, I'm not doing that. And then she's like, I think we see some smoke come out and she starts screaming. No, no, you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then like he invades her body. Um, the yellow eye demon does. She turn, mm-hmm. He turns. Yeah. The yellow eye demon in Tess's body turns to Dean. Sees the, they see the yellow eyes and like, she says something. Um, I don't remember quite what it is, but, uh, and then, just kind of snaps his finger and then Dean wakes up and he doesn't remember anything. He doesn't remember Which, any before, of this ever before, happening. Before we hop off of that, I mean, obviously it, let's not get too hung up in logistics, but Tessa is a manifestation of, it's a projection of the Reapers. Like she's just representing the Reaper, right? To Dean's mm-hmm. mind. And the demon's able to possess that. To resurrect, I so guess he's taking over the manifestation. I don't know. And like, so, like, does that also mean that Yellow Eyes is also one of the most powerful demons because he's able to possess a Reaper? Well, I think because they're both dealing in souls, there's maybe some sort of crossover there. Yeah. That rather than you know this manifestation <laughs> that can either guide one way or the other, uh, he kind of interrupts that manifestation and puts his own will onto that. I'm really, really stretching it here. No, but- no, I'm not. I'm not laughing at you. I just I went to the because it's right there. I went to the wiki page because I was like, I wonder what they went with that. At the very top of the wiki page, it says. This article contains information that are canonical, but may have been retconned or contradicted by information that are also canon. <laughs> so, the, 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 so the answer is they probably can't, but the yellow eye did, and we don't really know how to we don't really know how to talk about it, so we just skim past it now. <laughs> I guess because maybe since it's all in Dean's head, sort of. No, it's not really all in his head because he has a ghost no, running not. around. He definitely knocks over that cup. Yeah, he yeah, he does. Persons, uh, mm, yeah. Mm. yeah, so he, I'm just going to go with the fact that they're both, on. They're both guiding souls, whether taking them for themselves or bringing them sure. back to life or taking them to death. Yeah, they're sure. all mixed up in the same thing. So he kind of just like interrupts and like, you know, photobombs them by putting <laughs> Dean's soul back in his body. Yeah, and um, oh, man, I, I miss Tessa. I think Tessa shows back up at some point, but I, I miss I Tessa. She, I'm um, sure, yeah. We and again we kind of got wrapped up into some chronological chronological stuff here, but so we skip past uh, the demon, the yellow eyed demon, and John, um, who we now know is Azazel. John, the yellow eyed demon, is Azazel, mm-hmm. and John um, making this deal. Like the demon wants the colt and the bullet for Dean's life, and John agrees. And then the, uh, the demon says, "You have to sweeten the pot," and that's when it actually cuts back to all of this business with Sam yeah. and uh, Tessa. Excuse me, Dean and Tessa. Uh, when when Dean wakes up. He's miraculously cured of everything. Uh, the doctor is absolutely flummoxed by this whole deal and just basically walks out of the room and is like, I don't know what the hell just happened. I'm going to turn in my, 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 my medicine degree. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't make any damn second, sense. This is the second of many times of that happening. <laughs> yeah. This is a, we should probably start a spreadsheet, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, John walks in the room and like immediately there's kind of like some tension between him and Sam and John is like, Hey, can we, can we just not fight? Like, I don't even you know. know. It's going to be bad news. And Which, he's like, can we not fight so, for once? Yeah. Man, the delivery on that line is so sad. Sometimes we're like, fighting. I don't even, look- I don't even know what we're fighting about. Like, I, and that's, that's a, that's a really like kind of exasperated, but also in a loving, caring kind of way of like, I don't even know what this is, but I just don't care anymore. I just, I just want to be your dad. I just want to be a family. And I used to always like, take it as Sam kind of, Still being like, huh? What's going on? Dean's okay. Like him not really responding, but I, he does sort of betray it when he, you know, kind of calms down for a second and he's like, Dad, are you okay? 
Uh, and it's in that moment, for me at least, that's when John and Sam connect. I know Sam is going to be a little yeah. bit hung up about how they fought the last time they spoke. But in that moment where with John saying what he says and Sam asking if his dad's okay, that's about as close as they're ever going to get to, to making up. And in that moment, they, in a weird way, sort of do. They become father and son again without all the baggage for just a second. Uh, and John obviously just sends him off for a cup of coffee. <laughs> I was in a John cup of caffeine. This moment, like, hey, can you go get me a cup of caffeine? Um, and then John leans over and has this really emotional conversation with Dean and Dean is immediately suspicious, right? Like he's like, what is going on? And then he well, leans yeah, over like, one of the first things that before he leans over, he's like, don't be scared, Dean, which like, <laughs> I don't know if he's actually ever said that to Dean before in his life. Mm-hmm. Like that has like the look on Dean's face is like, and Dean actually gets going on. <laughs> Dean says, you're scared me. Because yeah, he's I never bet, seen his dad like this before. I, I bet that is the first time that he, Dean has said that to his father, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, so it's a heavy John, moment. John tells him a super secret. Yeah, when John I leans first over and... this, Yeah, he leans over and tells Dean a secret. I first watched it, I thought, he's telling Dean about the deal he just made. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not. That's not what he's... And there was a moment earlier, too, where uh, the yellow-eyed demon, as part of their deal, asked... Um, asked John, I can't remember the exact question, but he says something to the extent of, uh, you know the truth about Sam, don't you? Mm-hmm. And John mm-hmm. says, yeah, yeah, I, f- I figured it out a while back, like Sam and the others. So like, we're getting, we're, they're, they're, they're foreshadowing this. They're giving us little tasty morsels to try to figure out what's happening in the rest of the season, which is always a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, he leans over, whispers in his ear, and that's our, that's our second secret of the series. So we're going to see yeah. how long this one takes for the boys to tell one another. But yeah, Dean's, <laughs> Dean's keeping a secret and, uh, Sam's coming back with a cup of coffee, finds Papa John on the floor, drops a cup of coffee, and that's a scene like that the cup of coffee lands on the on its bottom and like stays yeah. up and splashes yeah. out. Like that's a great shot. It's a great shot, and they use it so many times. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and that's pretty much the episode. Chris, you want to give your your final thoughts on it before we move on? Yeah, I I like the uh, the emotional delivery of everything. I like the relationships and the way that the the three guys all communicate with each other. It's just like. They're all saying some things, even when they can't hear each other. They're all saying some things that sometimes when you watch the show, you just want to hear them say to each other. You're like, stop fighting and just fucking say something nice, will ya? Um, they do a lot of that. There is a lot of emotional, I don't know if I want to call it payoff, but there's a lot of emotion there, for sure. Uh, and it feels really real, and it feels really earned, especially after everything we went through last season. Um, so the emotion is there. They're building up so many things with the plot in, in really, really big ways. And it's one of those like, holy shit, what's going on with Sam? What did John just do? Why is he dead? Where's the cult? All of these things, you know, happening all at once. Uh, and then just the directing of the episode itself is it's it's really great. So it's a Steven, win for me. It's a, win, it's a one in the win column. Yeah. <laughs> Steven? Um, yeah, I, I mean, all of those things like this. This is such a great way to start the next season. I feel like a lot of times, uh, not anymore, like TV's gotten better about it recently. Um, but like back, you know, when Supernatural, you know, I feel like a lot of TV would get into these emotional ruts. Like they would, they would set up conflict and uh, between characters and they would never actually do anything with it. Just and they would just let it sit for seasons. X Files was real bad about that of just mm-hmm. letting a thing sit and never doing anything with it and just using it as plot excuses to move things along or not move things along. Um, and I feel like this episode, like you said, it's it's not necessarily satisfying, but it is it's 
expressing what would be the logical conclusion of the emotional setup from the last episode. Like John realizes these boys are my weakness, but they, they obviously can handle themselves without me. So what I'm, I'm just going to take myself out of the fight and the also setting up. They're so willing to sacrifice themselves for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Like John, like I have to imagine that was, I honestly think that's why John was immediately asking about the cult because he was wanting to use it as a bargaining chip to get Dean back. Like he was willing to use the thing that, you know, he, he was willing to fake it and sacrifice himself in the last episode. You know, he's like, I'll just pick one up from the, from the pawn shop. Um, and then I, I mean, my read is that without any hesitation, he's like, look, we, this is the only thing that's important to me right now is getting Dean back and making him better. And if that is making a deal with the thing that has literally destroyed my life and my family, that has to be it. And I is, yeah, I think there's just so much good stuff in this episode. And John gets a lot of flack for being a bad dad, but in the last moment here, he does mm-hmm. show a, a final act of love for his children. I'll, I'll actually, I'll, I'll disagree with that, Chris. Like, I think he gets a lot of flack okay. for being a bad dad on this, but I think he's a good dad from the very beginning. Like, the first thing he does when he wakes up is ask about the cult and then tell Sam to go get Bobby for some shit. And that's the shit that he uses to make the deal with the demon. Like, he's, like, Steven, he's immediately wakes up and is like, I know what I have to do. There's only one way I can save my son. That's this true. is the way I'm going to do it. Um, he's he's a bad dad in that he can't communicate with his fucking children. <laughs> like, yeah. he can't have a conversation <laughs> with them. Like, he, he's not, and, and at this point like it's too far gone but like by this point you're not gonna have like a you can't have that conversation with the boys it's just impossible so uh they wouldn't let him have it they wouldn't let him do this uh i I like this episode for all of the reasons that you guys said but also kind of because it kind of expands on the world building quite a bit Mm -hmm. we know demons we get deals with demons we know that reapers and demons kind of coexist and they there's different even if we don't quite know how and it's, it's Rex Con later, like we know that they one can possess the other and like these two people these these entities can interact and I'm a sucker for good world building. I'm a sucker for some mm-hmm. really good lore and like just this one episode of just like, you know, it all takes place in a hospital, but they expanded the universe around the edges quite a bit. They do themselves so room. much with it. Yeah, absolutely. And they give themselves a lot of room for storytelling. Like this is gonna get this is gonna build on this show is gonna build on this episode for the rest of the season. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, also, like, there's a thing that it's a one line where she talks about, like, hey, where do you think angry spirits come from? They actually wind up using that in a really interesting way quite a few seasons down yeah, the line. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a very long way off, but they actually wind up pulling back around to that and really showing the consequences of that in a really cool way too so it's neat that they take they take an idea from the first episode of season two and i think bring it back for like season seven or eight or something like that i I don't remember exactly when that storyline picks up but like they totally do stuff with that there too Chris, why don't you give us uh, Steven's summary of Season 2, Episode 2, Everybody Loves a Clown. Hope it's as good as the first one. So I do I. so hard on it. And let me, I'm going to give you a quick, quick quick sneak peek. It is as good as the first one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Episode 2, Everybody Loves a Clown. 
<laughs> a carnival of terror. A mysterious carnival clown is really an ancient hunk cannibal called a Rakashasa. <laughs> This is like horrible to the listener. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna re- let me read it again. Okay, a carnival okay. of terror. A mysterious carnival clown is really an ancient hunk cannibal called a Rakasasha. His scariest trick: beguiling children so he can slaughter and devour their parents. I saw Jeremy change in Hindu cannibal to hunk cannibal, and you know what? I was happy with the choice. Tra- <laughs> yep. I support this. Yeah. Um. Do you want me to tell you what a fucking Rakasasha is so I, have to, I don't have to say that name anymore? Yeah, listen, you yeah. want to go ahead and get Dad's journal out the way I'll right now? i get Dad's journal out, and he, his dad's handwriting is not great, and I can't <laughs> ask him about it because, honestly, R.I.P. John Winchester. Oh, well, yeah, he's not um, I feel like we didn't really linger on that very much. Spoilers. Yeah, John's super dead. <laughs> yeah, he died. Uh, he died in the last episode. He sold, um, well, we don't really know what he did, but he's gone, and so was the cult. Okay. So uh, a rock, <laughs> rock Shasa. Shasa. There we go. Rock Sasha. It's a very difficult one word. It's hard to say. Uh, it's a race of ancient Hindu creatures or hunk cannibals. Uh, they appear in human form and they feed on human flesh. They can make themselves invisible and they cannot enter a home without first being invited into. Uh, similar to like old vampire lore. They dress up like clowns and children invite them in. I don't know if you can trace that back through like mythology. Them always dressing up like clowns, but that's what Dad's journal says. Um, why don't they feed on the kids? Not enough meat on the bones, maybe? <laughs> that's the question I'm asking. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> written here. <laughs> I mean, Apparently they live in squalor and they sleep on a bed of dead insects and they have to feed a few times every 20 to 30 years. Slow metabolism, I, I guess. Um, that's just a quote. They're like Show. a camel, but for like grown adults. Yeah. Just put yeah, put yeah, an yeah. extra adult up in their hump and then they can survive for 20 to 30 years. <laughs> and... This episode, it's a little bit boring, but there's some definitely like, it's some great like emotional stuff that happens in this. Well, great, it's some. There's some emotional also, stuff. Also, and this we get introduced to three super important characters. Yeah, that's right. Uh, here, so well, let's, let's, let's get into open, it. Uh, right? I, or, I think, before um, well, before whoop, we whoop. actually get into this, do either of you are either of you actually scared of clowns or were you scared of clowns i'm so tired of clowns and people being scared of clowns like they're just it's just a clown it's rude i was scared of clowns. i am still scared of clowns i was scared of clowns before it was cool to be scared though i don't think i'm not afraid of clowns i'm just and i I shouldn't really say this because i do know i i have known some people who who like to dress up as clowns for whatever purposes uh and they were seemingly kind to people but i'm less afraid of clowns and more afraid of the type of person who wants to dress up as a but yeah, maybe that's maybe they're fine. I don't know. I'm just saying clowns just naturally make me very uneasy to be around. And of course, there was that like clown epidemic sweeping the nation in 2016. Yeah, um, my old college campus. There was a uh, I don't know if it was a hoax or here. not, but they did call the police because there was somebody said there was somebody in a clown costume walking around with a rifle. Not that that has anything to do with anything, um, but I guess they are inherently creepy simply because it is a a masked face uh, or a well, there, disguised there is, face. There's photographic, like, Dean makes fun of Sam for this later in the episode, but there's photographic evidence of me crying next to Ronald McDonald. So. Excellent. Yeah, that's a thing. Let's so put did it in the show parents, notes. Did your parents just, yeah, <laughs> real, put that picture in the show notes, number one. <laughs> I don't think there's a digital copy of We that. need, uh, you can just take a picture with your camera <laughs> to clean it up. Oh, I'm not finding that picture. And I'll and just Photoshop, right, I'll Photoshop Sam out. and Dean behind you. <laughs> and that could be your picture on the, on your host profile on monsteroftheweek.cool so that when yes. people go to the website, they can see exactly what your thing, what your deal is. <laughs> okay. I'll see if I can dig it out of my parents' boxes somewhere at their house. Great, excellent. Get 
get back to us on that. <laughs> I, uh, I, I guess just to, just to chime in, like, I, I, I watched it as a young adult, like, or not a young adult, but like as a young kid, like I watched it with my mom and like hid behind the sofa because it was terrifying. And that probably kind of ruined me for clowns. But like, I was never much of a kid to want like want to go to the circus or like, I, I was even that kid that was like, these, these aren't, these are just balloons, man. Like you can twist them up to make it look like a giraffe. It's still a fucking balloon. <laughs> you were just a very unimpressed child. I, I was, I was, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty cool for my age. Like keep that, keep the, keep the bandana that don't just keep that in your pocket like i don't need to see that there's many colors to it you're the you're the kid who's playing dig dug later in the episode in the haunted house it just doesn't give a it does not give a damn yeah yeah (laughs) take your 12 clowns put it in the tiny car and drive your ass out of here i'm done take your balloons go tug on something else not interested whoa don't do that so this girl in the cold open there's obviously there's a family at at a fairground uh, and she keeps seeing a clown and they say something about oh you love clowns what kind of a fucking freak little girl loves clowns so you don't have to hate clowns. You don't have to be afraid of them. You can be unimpressed, like like Jeremy, a very nonplussed when it comes to clowns. Super <laughs> nonplussed. Thank you. I was using. I was looking for that word earlier. He's <laughs> uh, just looking at his nails, like mm, yeah. Mm. Fucking clowns. Um, but this little girl, this little fucking freak, freakazoid, <laughs> loves whole new level. This lo- the whole new level of freak. <laughs> she loves clowns, and then she picks like the creepiest, clearly an old man behind that mask, uh, cl- like. Clearly bad news. She likes this clown. And he's all waving to her. And that imagery is a little bit creepy that he's, you know, he's waving to her and she's like, Mommy, a clown is over there. I don't know if she says that. I'm making that up. But I assume she says something like Pretty that. sure she does. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they're oh, driving she, driving home, home and there's like, another clown over yeah, there. Yeah. Don't they see him again on the way home? Yeah, the, like the, that's where she's like, look, my clown friend. It now here's the thing. I'm not I'm not like I don't freak out when I see a clown now. If I had a child and it's like ten o'clock at night, we're driving down a back road and my child says, Look a clown, that's gonna freak me out a little bit inside. Yeah, but it's because it's because it's gonna freak you out because you're obviously a bad parent. Where are you in the back roads at <laughs> night at ten o'clock with your child? Yeah. She yeah. should be in bed or bedtime seven she PM, Steven. Homegirl should be tucked <laughs> in already. Yeah, she be I, sometimes 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 we went to Disney all day, and it's Florida, so it's nothing but back roads over here. So that happens, okay? It is interesting, though. Like, when I was a kid, and we'd be driving at night, or even during the day, when you're in the car for a while, and you're just staring out the window, and you just sort of, like, I would imagine things going by. I assume a lot of people did things like that. Um, But Supernatural every once in a while will hit on these little things of, like, I used to always think I would see stuff when I was, like, a really little kid. Like, you know, Bloody Mary, or or the Virgin Mary, whatever I was afraid of. Um, (laughs) Callback, I guess. (laughs) I forgot about that. But when I would be, like, driving in a car, I would be like, oh, look, there's Bigfoot over there and i'd be like would believe that i saw it so this little girl just calling out clowns uh whatever i don't know where i was going with that but whatever (laughs) (laughs) she's a she's a freak (laughs) Uh, so she sees the clown later on that night the clown comes up to her door she lets the clown in and then the clown presumably like we don't actually see it but presumably the clown murders everybody um and that is another really creepy thing she mm -hmm. opens the door and takes his hand and that's such like a, like a like an intruder could do that. Like a man could make friends with your daughter at the playground and you not realize it. I mean, you should you should fucking realize it. Uh, but just something like that could happen, and they could just be, oh, I'm going to come by later tonight. Like that's the supernatural. Every once in a while, they pick it. They pick at these real fears, and it's uh, creepy as hell. I mean, I'm sure Jeremy, you would open the door and be like, hmm. Yeah. Mm. No, th- no thanks. I don't want any magazines, Whatever. bruh. Sorry, not interesting. <laughs> I've already got a subscription to plus. people. <laughs> <laughs> 
He'd be like, no, I'm a murderous clown. He'd be like, yeah, whatever, guy. You close the door. Just get out of here, Yeah, man. whatever. I already have National Geographic kids. Get out of here. <laughs> do, do you know how to get refined quartz in Stardew Valley? Because if not, then get the fuck out. <laughs> the the game didn't tell me. Clown. I had to figure that out the hard way. That's right. You're damn right. Dead. Oh, God. If anyone's still listening out there, we are covering a supernatural episode. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not just talking about clowns and video games, although that pretty much a supernatural episode. I mean, anyway, what we're doing, but so we cut to the the boys uh burning burning their uh father like this is Clyde a funeral pyre, man. Like they yeah. they built a, a like a stand of, <laughs> of limbs. Like they've built a mm-hmm. table like a place to lay this dude out. They've um enclothed him like they've wrapped him up in sheets and then also somehow stole his body from a hospital which I, sure. I'm not, I lost my disc one of my season two blu-rays i would love to see the deleted footage of them rolling like a gurney out of the back of the hospital like at, at 90 I mean, miles I, an hour I guess the family can claim the body right no not at all thing right no no not without like some paperwork dog never never well they definitely didn't have any paperwork bobby probably figured it out he already has a fucking dead girl in his house he just swapped him out i mean uh, they definitely couldn't take uh eli mcgillicuddy's body out of the hospital right let's not forget that meg like human version of meg her dead body was left in bobby singer's living room Uh, doesn't bobby singer have a line of phones with like labels above them like nsa director fbi director yeah we'll get to that that. i think later in the season we haven't seen it yet but it's it's really good but i assume uh anyway this is a very emotional moment like they've wrapped this body up they've set it on fire so that it doesn't come back to haunt them which um and they you know like (laughs) sam is just like pouring tears down his face and dean ever the stoic you know non-blessed jeremy greer of the group (laughs) is just standing there like stone-faced like he does i believe have one one tear trip out he's got like yeah, a little he, he's got like a little like a little tear like a little it's a like man a, it's a, a single man tear yeah jensen ackles has perfected the single man tear over the course <laughs> yeah. of him acting in the show like he knows how to pull that out really he well. was saying something in like an interview and maybe it was this episode but he was just saying how like one episode that they were filming and he just like nailed it like it just happened like he didn't he didn't know how he got it to, to work but it looked so good and it worked so well that they were just constantly being like okay in this scene dean has one single man tear and he's like i don't know if i could do that again which also chris you compared this to qui-gon jinn like i specifically made a note that it's way cooler hunters burning their dead than a jedi burning their dead like this like i like how thematic you brought this up like i never even thought about that before watching this episode you know the first time we watched through i never even considered like oh and i think they even say it but like the actual like having to watch that they have this ritual that they have to do every time a hunter dies like that's a big deal mm-hmm. when a hunter dies because of their line of work like they don't want to have to hunt them in case for whatever reason they stick around and they're an angry spirit yeah this is really good i like this scene uh and they'll get mm-hmm. a this is one of those like obvious setups like i think when they when they film these kind of scenes they realize that they're going to use them over and over in like all the preview footage and all the road so far footage so like they took their time with it and like made it nice i think this yeah. is really really good we get a lot of like tears reflecting fire flames and things oh, like definitely. that that's, that's that's really really good it's dope man it's really dope uh dope. this is the one week later this is what had me confused with the previous episode yeah. which i put in my notes so uh yeah one week later we see dean kind of working on the car and uh sam rolls up and is like hey do you need some help and <laughs> And Dean is like, you working on a car? No thanks. <laughs> hey, Dean, I'm, uh, I'm I'm just working on making my hair look as bad as possible. You need your help? <laughs> it does look really bad. I told you, listener, 
my friends, Jeremy, Steven, I am I am Team Sam, but uh, season two, Sam, do something about that haircut, boy. Yeah, he's not, not does not bad. have great hair. Um, and this is our first thing where Sam is basically chasing Dean's feelings. Like, hey, man, why aren't you crying? Or, hey, man, why aren't you talking to me about this? Hey, man, dad died. Do you remember when dad died? Like, hey, man, what, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> And I've had people in my life pass away and like even relatively recently, like last year, my grandfather passed. Um, and that was like a kind of a big deal. Like, and, and people just don't do this. <laughs> like, yeah. like if Sam actually knew Dean, like he wouldn't be trying to like pull all this stuff out of him. He would be like, okay, I'm just gonna let this dude like kind of stew in his own juices. And when he's ready to talk, he'll come to me. Like we'll have a conversation over some beers after we killed, a. I can't remember the name of that thing that killed Dean in the movie, in the episode Faith, but whatever it was called. A raw head. <laughs> raw head, yeah. After we kill a raw head, yeah. we're going to have an emotional conversation. He'll talk to me. Sam is being really overly aggressive here, and I don't blame Dean for kind of getting tired of his shit. I think part of that is just kind of to create conflict for the episode, to create emotional yeah. conflict. Mm-hmm. And the other part is that we've kind of touched on is like, this is Sam. This is... Dean, talk to me. Talk to me about it. It's like, no, it's, this is how you're dealing with it because, I mean, Dean kind of calls him out on it. Yeah, he um, calls him on it. And if, it, if, and if that's not the case, if it isn't just Sam's warped way of trying to deal with his own emotions by getting Dean to deal with his because he doesn't, he's all mixed up about everything. Mm-hmm. If it isn't that, then it's just Sam being fucking annoyed. <laughs> So we get this uh, plot device where one of dad's phones has a message from a lady that he saved and we should go check her out. And I looked her up and all that stuff, but it doesn't matter. All that matters is that they drive to the bar in the world's oldest minivan with like yeah. screeching, screeching no sand belts. Bobby, like he definitely makes them use this crap. 100%. There's like, no hey, way that he doesn't have another car sitting around. Hey Bobby, can we borrow a car? Yeah, you can borrow one of those two over there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just the Impala and the minivan. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's playing like really lame music like yeah so they I couldn't like how, like, even change the radio station <laughs> oh yeah what the is the because it is like some like uh I like remember oh we have to i might have to go look that up real quick but yeah they, 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 they drive up and like dean is just so obviously pissed with this <laughs> he's yeah. having the most miserable time i think he even says like this is so embarrassing or something yeah uh, was it Time Has Come Today by the Chamber Brothers, maybe? <laughs> oh, or, or was it Do That To Me One More Time by Captain and Tennille? I think it was Do That To Me One More Time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Either way, it's terrible. <laughs> and then, <laughs> thanks, Chris. Those good harmonies right there. <laughs> so this so is they where roll they roll up on the, uh, the roadhouse, yeah. The roadhouse. And, uh, roadhouse. It's all locked up, and because they're at Winchester's, <laughs> they don't wait for it to open like they would a normal bar. They just break into the motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, and it's empty except for a dude laying on the uh, pool table, taking a, taking a little snooze. Uh, yeah, he's a little snoozy. Sam goes into the back, like into the behind the bar to go, you know, like check on see what's over there. Um, and then someone rolls up behind Dean and gets the drop on him and shoves a, a shotgun in his back. When we see that it's like this very attractive kind of younger girl. Uh, and then Dean has this smooth line of like, well, you know, you really shouldn't hold your gun that close to somebody because then they can do this. And he like does like a twirl, grabs the gun and like points it at her. <laughs> and then she just fucking clocks him, man. This yeah, is right cross like the fast. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and this is going to set their, com- for- their tone for their conversation, for their interactions. Like he's kind of constantly afraid of her from this point forward. And I love yeah, it so yeah. much. 
I completely had forgotten about that. Like, I remember him getting the gun from her. I'm like, oh, uh, and then I thought that Ellen just comes out because immediately after that, uh, Ellen or the other lady that uh, left the message comes with uh, Sam at one point, and I had completely forgotten that Joe just punches yeah. Dean in the face. And I think that Dean getting punched in the face is what saved his life because if uh, Ellen walked out of the back room and saw a man pointing a gun at, his, at her daughter, he, she probably would have just I blown his shit away. Shot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when Ellen realizes, like, oh, Sam, Dean, are you, are you, you John Winchester's boys? And they kind of look at each other, it's like, hey, I'm Ellen, and, like, drops the gun, like, everybody gets a beer! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for not breaking into my bar. Oh, wait, you totally broke into my bar. That's very not cool. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, some implied, well, not really implied, it's just they wonder, like, did John have any kind of relationship with this woman? Yeah. Was it just like a, a connection that they had? Of uh, she's one of those kind of hub people like Bobby uh, that has connections to other hunters. She like puts up uh, quests on the bulletin board for you to accept uh, for <laughs> hunters to come in. You know, she she saves jobs for people. She gathers information. And <laughs> she's definitely the waiter in a Final Fantasy fifteen town. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like this. Um, I, like I like this. I like this idea too because, uh, like, she automatically starts saying, "Like, well, are you guys tracking down the demon?" And, and Dina's like, "Do you guys read Demon Hunters Quarterly?" Which could, is probably <laughs> totally a magazine. Like, I want to look up Demon a Demons Hunter a Demon, Demons Hunters Quarterly because that looks very fun. Uh, and then their conversation, like Ellen realizes, well, like John wouldn't have sent you here. And oh wait, John didn't send you. John is dead. And yeah, mm-hmm. hey, remember John's dead? You yeah, remember? yeah. And this is where we're introduced to the third character, the dude that was um, laying on the pool table, and is maybe, man, it's it's a tough call because Joe and Ellen are both such great characters, and uh, mm-hmm. their their arc is is really really good. But Ash is just he's so good. He's such a pure good soul in this world. He's amazing. He's <laughs> he's so genius with a mullet. Yep. And I think we're we're about to get to this. All of that weird shit that John Winchester was doing to track the demon with the weather patterns and just all this, just these, these signs, these crazy signs that it took John 20 years to figure everything out for. Uh, I think Ash figures it all, all of it out in 51 hours. I think that's, well, he, like, he looks the, at the, like they hand him over like the file, like dad's journal on the demon. And Ash is like, holy shit, there's nobody alive that could put this kind of stuff together. There's no way. And then uses that, uses the information that John has gathered, like use the patterns to create this thing that's going to be able to track the demon. That's when he says he needs 51 hours to do it. Like I can help you, but I need 51 hours, uh, which is a, a weird amount of time, which is good. Note. Like I just, man, Ash is so weird. Like he's such this, like redneck weirdo great. genius. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> we get this uh, flirtation scene between uh, Dean and Joe a little bit. And Dean even kind of like for a moment is like, well, maybe. And then he's, you know what, you know, I, Never mind. And uh, Joe has this great line of like, I thought you were going to try to get me into the back of your car with a six pack and, you know, Led Zeppelin. It's just four. pizza six pack inside one of Zeppelin four. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, man, what a scumbag. <laughs> man, that moment now, we realize I, you're a yeah. cliche. That has to be terrible. <laughs> this obviously yeah. tells us something about Dean. Yeah, of course. Uh, but he's not able to hit on Joe because as Steven, you put in your notes that he's just like in full on like dead inside mode. Uh, it's like his almost like his natural instinct, like oh, I'm gonna hit on the pretty girl, and then he can't do it. Um, like, nah, I actually, it, like, it's real sad to see him in like mm-hmm. at like this. What's the point? Kind of like look on his face, like oh, that's that's not Dean. What are we doing now? 
Dean, of course, he's usually hitting on women that he's likely never going to see again. So in some ways, it's almost like, well, he doesn't want to like make things complicated with somebody he may be uh, in contact with for any extended period of time. Uh, but I personally, even back when I was first watching the show and and kind of like wanted somebody to like have some sort of like love in their life, <laughs> um, I think I was projecting a little bit. I was a teenager. Uh, <laughs> I never really saw the chemistry between. Um, Dean and Joe in any romantic kind of way. I think they play off each other very well, but I have a hard time seeing it as really, I don't want to say sexual, but like, I don't see it that way. Uh, Yeah, I never saw it as romance because later they have they have a few more episodes together, obviously. It definitely feels way more like mm mentor-student. In in a way, like, and I I like their relationship, and I think that I think they ride that line definitely. Pretty well. Like I, like because also like I I don't know how old that actress is, but like Dean looks like he's forty. He does look a lot older. Definitely her, looks. She looks like on the young side of twenty. And I don't like, want to like discredit her and be like, oh, she couldn't like hang with Dean because she's just like no, little girl. And I don't mean just, anything like that, but it just when you see them standing next to each other, it seems like she's a high school student and he is a creepy older man who's come well he's yeah. a creepy older man. But <laughs> I just for whatever reason, maybe it is because of the way that they look, they're both attractive adults, but uh just something about them I could never see the chemistry of them working romantically. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just I'm just rooting for the shippers here and that um Dean was doesn't want to be hitting on any women. So what do maybe. I know? <laughs> I had to look that up. Joe is three years younger than I am, so she, I don't know, that puts her right around Dean's age. So that's pretty good. Dean just looks like an old ass man all the time. So. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I think it's just the way that it's played. They kind of play her like a little sister character. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and it it almost feels like it, I don't want to get too hung up on it. It just it always felt a little bit yeah. weird. Like Dean should, and maybe it's because of, of the state that Dean's in. Maybe if uh, his character was, you know. Season one, Dean, he could have come in uh, hitting on her and it would have felt totally normal. Maybe I'm supposed to feel weird about it because Dean feels weird about it. What the fuck do I, I think? Know? I think that's, that's, that's where it comes to, that's where it comes down for me is like, he's, he meets this girl, like, and she's obviously connected to like his own personal shit. So like it automatically removes that barrier that we have with a, with a normal mm-hmm. woman. And we've seen that that barrier has, you know, inter- inter- interfered with his love life in the past and that, uh, in the racist truck episode from season one. So like, that's not there anymore, but he meets this chick and then he realizes like, I just lost my dad. Like the, the, the quest that we're on for lack of a better word, like to kill this yellow eyed demon, obviously we'll have casualties along the way. I've already killed Meg. I've already had to kill another guy that was possessed by Meg's brother. Like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. this is not going to end well for anybody. Why would I make any kind of relationships with anyone? Like, and that's, you see that with his reticence to talk to Ellen later in the episode when, um, mm-hmm. Sam wants to call her for, to get more information. And Dean's like, why, why we've never had to do that before. Why would we even bother? Like, he doesn't want to make these relationships because he knows that people are going to die. So. And Dean, of course, he's always been a little bit of a loner, but that's just kind of how he is. But he's always been uh willing to talk to people he's kind of even if it's just in quips and jokes he's not closed off like we're seeing him in this like you're saying he refuses to really speak about anything to anybody even sam and all of this is way more interesting than what's happening in the actual episode which is (laughs) kind of is not really my favorite um so the the setup for this is during all of this conversation uh sam noticed that there's a file on the wall and uh, that's that's joe that's not excuse me that's ellen's like basically like quest log like oh yeah yeah we do you know yeah. you want to go kill a monster yeah I can, you know. go go cut <laughs> off you know 30 gold. raw head tails and yeah. you get 222 <laughs> gold uh and it, it's about these this weird s- s- series of murders that's happening it's kind of following this thing around so their idea is to go get a job at the circus 
And um, there's a couple of really great scenes in this, like Dean making Sam sit in the clown chair, which why do you have that's a clown chair? That's very funny. That's very good. That's a, that's and there's, very, a, very there's a moment where Sam, where the, the guy that they're interviewing, or the guy that is interviewing them, pardon me, says something like, you boys don't belong here. You know, you're, you, you're regular guys. You should go live a regular life. You know, you, you deserve to live regular. And yeah, Sam go says, to school. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Sam says, we don't want regular. We want this. And he kind of says it in a very serious voice. And Dean calls him on it and is like, hey, like, what are you talking about? Like, this is not you. Like, up until like five minutes ago, you wanted to go back to school. <laughs> like, well, who, who is this person that you've become? Showing that, yeah. that Sam has da- drastically changed from his dad. He's dying. like, screw going back to school. I'm going to do what John will want me to do and, and, and fight this demon. And this is where Dean starts to get, I mean, obviously Dean is dealing with his emotions in his own way, but he's kind of like, and part of that is him getting mad at Sam pink. It's almost like a screw you dude. Like how dare you now say you want to follow his orders when all you ever did was, was fight him. And he basically says that um, to D- Dean, I think he's got this weird, weird complex with his dad. Of course, because it's like he spent his whole life doing what his dad told him to do, and I don't know if in some ways he regrets it and he wishes that he had been more independent. I'm not really sure if that's what the issue is here, but he definitely takes issue with Sam suddenly being like, "Oh, I'm going to follow Dad's orders." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, we 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 actually get to see that play out in a third party uh, later in the show, where they really just like, "Hey, huge, here's the analogy." You know, they're not even subtle about it later. Um, but I I do like how like. Um, I mean, we kind of made fun of it before. I, I can't remember if we actually brought it up within the episode, but we were, we were making fun a little bit of there's, there's a line on the wiki where the, the last episode is where Dean begins his spiral into what was it? Depression and self-loathing or whatever that, that, uh, one weird line was, yeah. um, in the trivia section. Um, but, uh, it, it that's kind of what's happening here is it, not only is Dean starting this weird spiral downward. So is Sam, but they're also spiraling in opposite directions. It feels like, like Dean's kind of lost focus of the cause now. And then now Sam is totally focused. Like he wants to take up hunts. He wants to do this thing. He wants to stay focused. Like he but said, he's still he's not acting he's... like himself. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing is, I think this is where we start to see both Sam and Dean changing. Like severely, yeah. because just in a by next season they're going to be completely different people than we remember from season one. And I think it's I like mean, totally different characters. Even with with Dean, it's easier to be like, "Oh no, Dean, come on, don't do that," because because mm. he's he's more he's angry. We're going to get a great scene of that later in this episode. Um, but he's angry. He's depressed. He's he's feeling his negative emotions, and they're clearly displayed and you can see it clearly and you you worry about dean but with sam it's he's almost being the opposite he's like come on dean let's talk about our feelings or like let's take this job let's do things like i know like there's been periods in my life where i have been like you know upset about this or that uh and i'm not doing well and i start being way more social which to outsiders Mm -hmm. it's like oh chris is going out he's being social he's having a good time um but that's not me i'm not acting like myself because myself is a little bit more of a reserved person who likes to do normal. It's not, this isn't about me, but all I'm saying is it seems like on the outside, like, Oh, that would be a good thing, but it is also a break from the norm yep. and a break yeah, from the norm. Mm-hmm. Maybe outwardly seems like a good thing, but in this case, it means that something's wrong. It's like an indication that there's yeah, something we're, wrong we're in that. We're getting that on the heels of, you know, something's going on with Sam straight from yellow eyes. Like he's like, Hey, you know, the truth about Sam, right? Mm-hmm. 
And like, so we know something's going on with him that has to be real bad. And John told Dean something really yeah. bad. <laughs> like, I actually so, I hadn't really thought about um, the scenes between Sam and Dean in the context of John's secret and the three of us that's talking. That's true because it doesn't come up much in the. It, 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 yeah. it never really gets brought up except for the very first part of the episode where um, they're watching. <clears throat> they're watching the the funeral pyre, and Sam says, "Did he, you know? Did Dad say anything oh, to you?" And right. Dean says, "No, yeah. nothing." But it actually does kind of change the this interpersonal relationship quite a bit. True. And mm-hmm. looking back, like knowing what the secret is, and, and listeners out there, I know it's I know it's frustrating to talk around a spoiler point, but like if you are following it's along fun. with the show, it's not something <laughs> that you want to be spoiled now. <laughs> If you are not following along with the show, then you already know it and everyone's nodding their head with me. So just bear with us if you're getting frustrated. But um, I'm glad you brought this up, though, because I, I didn't even think of how that might be coloring. I, uh, I didn't either. But like looking, looking at this through that prism is, is really much more interesting. Like having Dean kind of be much, much less willing to connect with Sam is, is, is kind of a fascinating mm-hmm. thing. So that's, that's, he could that's be good stuff. As, mess, as if not more messed up about that than he is about his own father's death. You have to think that. Dean, when he was a little kid, came to terms with the fact that his dad might not come home one day. You know, that something bad could happen. He's probably, he's not happy about it, but it's certainly something that he's been, uh, in some small capacity, prepared for. Prepared for the day that something finally gets the better of his dad. Even though I know that Dean probably built John up to be this invincible ultimate hunter guy, he probably in the back of his mind still has that that defense mechanism that one day Mm -hmm. John will die and you'll have to deal with that. But with Sam... And he's, he's, he's always had to protect the boy. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he has a bit exactly, of practicality yeah. from, from John. So like he, he, he understands like John's going to probably pass away one day and I'll have to take on that mantle. But like having something be fundamentally weird with Sam, like having this secret that he, that, and I guess we're kind of given away by even saying that the secret is about, no, we're, I guess this show has done a good job of saying that. No, it's it's definitely know. about yeah. Sam. Yeah. So we're, we're like, but knowing weighing that there's on something, he can't say anything about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like looking at this through, through, through that secret is, is kind of interesting. Well, let's, let's keep going because otherwise we're going to get hung up on this episode <laughs> the rest of the day. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, there's, a, is there really anything else to talk about? Like hunting a, a clown, clown? That's secretly a, yeah. Rakshasa. There's a. I like the way that they. There's a scene here that I, I do want to get into a little bit because the way that they identify a a potential target is for a girl to say, "Hey, mom and daddy, look at the clown," and then the family's like, "What clown?" And they're like, "We got to follow him home and break into their house." It's <laughs> like literally all the evidence. That they, see the clown? <laughs> breaking in. Breaking in. Breaking in. <laughs> At some point there, earlier, we missed. That's it, but, the um, kid, though. That's the kid that's like the dick in the uh, in the haunted house, or he's he's playing his little 3ds because he's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, whatever, Dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like whatever, Dad. This is lame. And playing my video games. Uh, um, but there's there was a line earlier that I always felt was super funny with Sam being afraid of clowns, and Dean's kind of making fun of him for it. And he's like, "Well, Dean, you're afraid of afraid of planes." And Dean's response is, "Well, planes crash." <laughs> Sam's rebuttal to that is, "And apparently, clowns kill." So <laughs> it's just this stupid little exchange between the two, and I think they play it in different clubs in, in the future. But uh, yeah. it's always made me laugh because it's so. There's another line that we're going to get later when they're looking for a cursed object at the carnival. Uh, and I think Sam yeah. says it's like trying to find a needle on a stack of needles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that just sounds that sounds like the literal definition of hell. Yeah, yeah like, oh, absolutely. I always thought that really was really tired and sad when he said that. Yeah, I, I always thought that was funny. Uh, it's not a needle in a haystack; it's a fucking needle on a stack of needles. 
they uh, they follow this little girl home, and luckily they were right. So they stalk the house, and again they're like yeah, doing they the break the fuck in. Yeah, they they like bust in <laughs> with guns, with, with guns, <laughs> like with rock salt. Granted, but like it's not like rock salt is gonna feel. And great. Then they shoot a thing in this house, and the parents wake up and are like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> and I like the like fact Sam's that they have like, to, like holding the little girl. I think like they have to ditch their it's car. A bad scene. And then uh, they they have to ditch the car to like hide out because you know they don't want the heat on them or whatever. Uh, and this is where they have like kind of Crappy a back and van. forth. And uh, they call Ellen, and that's when they realize like what this thing is. This is the uh, I didn't even write it down because I couldn't pronounce it or spell the it. Rakshasa. The Rakshasa. Rakshasa. So the, this is actually really cool, and I don't think and the episode's fun to watch. Like we're we're kind of talking down about it just to watch it. It's it's okay because the brothers have a good uh, back and forth, and Ellen and Joe and Ash are real fun. Um, this monster though is actually pretty cool. Like the fact that it's just it's a dude that like hundreds of years ago decided to start being a cannibal and then became immortal. I guess like that's that's what this is, right? Like it's just a guy. Yep, that's it. It's just a dude. Like, I like that kind of, like, I mean, which is actually, I like it because it's like a different version of a Wendigo, almost, because sure. that's a similar thing. Um, Like, I don't know, like, that idea of a person, like, reverting to some dark, like, sub-animalistic uh, nature inside of themselves to actually make themselves more powerful is a neat idea that, unfortunately, I just don't think, again, this... They don't have enough – at the same time of these episodes being too long, they don't have enough real estate to actually do anything with it um, because they're trying to set up so much story around the edges. Uh, so, yeah. It's a neat idea, just not enough of a cool episode uh, around that idea. And if we were doing an entire podcast episode about this one episode, we could have a lot more fun with that. But it's more fun to yeah. talk about the boys' relationships. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And not yeah, to yeah, mention, yeah. like, huge, well, I mean, interesting characters. They time yeah. on the monster. Yeah. And not to mention, like, the, the big characters that get introduced, like Joe and Ellen and yeah. Ash. Like, those are <clears> – <throat> the stuff around this is a lot better. I you think. know, I'm always really confused about Dean and Ash's relationship. Do they like each other or is it like a – I think so. I, it's hard to tell if Dean's, like, kind of being a dick to him, but Ash doesn't respond that way. Like, when he's like, hey, nice haircut. He says it like he's kind of, like, making fun of him, but Ash is just, like, business in the front, party in the back. Like, he just is like, I don't give a shit that you're making fun of me. Like, I'm, I'm fucking me. And I don't know. I, if I, I think Dean, I think Dean likes that about him. Like, yeah. he's, like he's just this weirdo dude. <laughs> I don't know that he likes that immediately, but it definitely over the course of their relationship, yeah. like the more that Ash is just like, hell yeah, dude, this is just who I am. And Dean realizes like, oh yeah, like, you know, I'm, this is not a jock nerd relationship. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not the football yeah. player and he's not the, you know, the, the bookworm or whatever. Like we're actually just people and he's just being real. Like <laughs> I should probably respect that. <laughs> The boys go through an extended routine of trying to find, like, what is happening right now. Um, they thought it was one guy. It's not that guy. It ends up being a blind guy that earlier in the episode, Dean had a really funny run, run in with. It was anytime they put Dean on, like, kind of rocky ground, it's always pretty hilarious. Yeah. Where he's like, have you seen so-and-so? And the guy's like, what are you, is no, some no, kind no, of joke? Yeah. But the blind guy ends up being this... Um, um, hunt cannibal and uh, as soon as Sam finds that out like they do the effect they do the apex twin face on this guy like the guy goes all like yeah. <laughs> Richard D. James man that's weird yeah I don't know how I feel about that effect. <laughs> yeah. and they uh, they decide to go to the fun house because Sam Sam has earlier seen that there is these brass steam valves and Ellen has told them that the only way to kill one of these hunt cannibals is to uh, stab it with the brass knife yeah, that's um, something that he just took note of. You know, what, yeah. are these, uh, hmm. what are these pipes made of? 
Also, like, be, would would pipes imagine, in that in that quality of a funhouse? Would they really be real brass? Would they room? have real steam? Like he burns his hand on it. Like what? What are these pipes? Yeah. <laughs> just imagine imagine the conversation that he was having like previous days, like the night before when they were just working the day at the carnival, trying to gather information. And he's like, you know, do you know? I was in the uh, I was in the funhouse earlier, and I noticed that those are three like legitimate copper bars in there, and they were uh, really hot. Uh, and Dean's like, yeah, whatever, dude. I don't care. And then the next day, sure enough, you sure enough. <laughs> who the fuck it? Sometimes I, I want, want to know like why they know the things that they know or why they see the <laughs> yeah. things that they see. Like I get that Sam would be paying attention to a lot of different things, but the fact that there are like fucking copper bars in the funhouse, like what do you? Come on. He comes is a lot of times they just come across as the most lame Jason Bourne. <laughs> so I like this scene. Um, the the hunk cannibal I can't say the real damn people so he's just gonna be a hunk cannibal forever I'm sorry um, Rakshasa it's Rock, very difficult to say the the hunk cannibal has like kind of pinned uh, um, Dean to the wall this is what is it called Jeremy bad. hunk cannibal or oh, maybe okay. maybe uh, maybe, uh, maybe That's uh, not how I see it spelled but okay yeah no, it, it looks different on paper but it's definitely called Weird a hunk cannibal like that needs to be like one oh. full that needs to be an apartment like a hunk cannibal right hunk cannibal <laughs> hunk yeah. cannibal yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's workshop that later the uh yeah put in the show notes put in the show notes <laughs> we uh the the hunk cannibal has pinned dean to the wall with knives and uh like you do and so sam is like trying to figure it out where it is and uh dean reaches up and luckily like turns on the steam valve, which <laughs> yeah. this funhouse is equipped with things that just boggles my mind. Um, turns it on and steam fills it. And that's how they can see this invisible monster. Um, and then Sam, excuse me, Dean calls out like, he's behind you, Sam. And Sam just automatically stabs backwards and, and hits it and kills it. Yeah. And I, I really love, I love the times when Sam and Dean like have that like, uh, like mental that connection and, and they can, they can mm-hmm. just work together that way. Like that's really good stuff. Like, I want to see Sam and Dean do, a, like, a one-controller speed run, right? Like, where they're both inside. <laughs> <laughs> one of them's controller on the right side of the controller. Anyway, it's a speed run thing. Go look it up. Somebody please say something so that I don't have to. No. <laughs> I just want to see how... If, can, how did you pronounce that name again? Uh, Hunk Hannibal. Oh, okay. It's spelled... Yeah, it's, it's spelled, spelled R-A-K. 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 Whatever. Yeah, there's the, the, R, the, the R and the A are silent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It must be that accent of yours, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a Louisiana thing. That's what we call them down in Louisiana, down to Bayou. Oh, sure, 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 sure. That's <laughs> what we call them down to Bayou. Just ask Gambit. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, how, that's what Gambit would call it. 100% that's what Gambit would call him, by the way. <laughs> this is so dumb. Man, we're all over the place. I blame yeah, it on me, guys. So let's get back to So they kill the thing. Yeah, they kill the they thing, which is good. To, yeah. Then So then they just leave. Sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> Because it disappears, right? Like all the monsters they, that they kill, it just like disintegrates into the ground or something. We we have an emotional moment in like the like near the end. I think it's like right before they go and they kill the thing, uh, where Dean blows up on Sam. Yeah, I think it's You're while they're on the road, right? Yeah, it's they're all while walking they're on the road. Yeah, and um, after they have to ditch the car, yeah. he says that Sam is the one that did. Oh, I guess I guess we didn't get into this. I thought we had talked about yeah. it earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they when they have to call Ellen to figure out what this is, this is where Sam is like pestering Dean again about like, oh, tell me your feelings, and like like you said, Chris, he just Dean just finally has enough shit. Yeah, and he's like, "You're not. You're the one who's not dealing with your fucking feelings. Saying you want to do what dads would, would want you to do." And he's like, "You're in denial, Sam. You're in denial of the fact that you spent your entire life fighting with the guy, and now it's too little, too late." And I think that Sam does have sort of some recognition. Like, I know it is. 
but what else am I supposed to do? Yeah. And that's, again, it is Dean building up to to some sort of rage and to some sort of, like, as much as he's calling Sam out for being in denial, and he is, he's right, Dean is also in denial. Yeah, I was going to say, Dean is not dealing with it. In but in a way, maybe either. he isn't in denial. He's, I think he's just starting to feel very overwhelmed, not just with the death of his dad and not just with this pestering younger brother, but with what we were talking about with, like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's supposed to do. He's like, I'm just going to fix this goddamn car. And I don't want to deal with anything else right now. Everything else is just like a slap on the like wrist or like a, you know, some sort of irritation to him until he just finally blows up on Sam. Yeah. So, but yeah, and we'll actually, we come back to that car uh, in a little bit. Uh, but after they kill the thing, they go back to Ellen uh, to uh, collect their 225 gold. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, I, there's the only thing that I really re- remember. I know that there's some interaction between Dean and Joe there, um, but the Ash has the stuff together now, right? Like he's, it's been the 51 hours, I guess. And he yeah. has the algorithm with his computer. I, the thing that I really like about that scene is that uh, they talk about how Ash was, was he a graduate at MIT or he went to MIT or something like that? Yeah. He and says he went to MIT and Sam asks him. Like, like, it's like MIT. And then Ash just assumes Sam doesn't know what MIT <laughs> yeah, is. Well, it's almost like him challenging. Like, I know that you think that I didn't go to MIT. That's just how Ash is. Like whenever Dean is giving him shit about his haircut, he says something cool about his haircut. Cut when Sam is like, I don't believe that you went to MIT. Uh, instead of saying like, yes, I did, he just goes, it's a school in Boston. <laughs> like he's just like, you, what, Jeremy, what you were saying is right. Like he's just so who he is, and he knows yeah. that people want to fuck with him, and he doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. Like he's he's used to people making fun of the way he dresses, the way he acts, the way he talks, and like he got kicked out of MIT for fighting. Like that's just that's what crazy. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. I love this laptop too. Like just before we get too yeah. far, like the prop department it's really went all out through. to make it like this weird <laughs> water cooled, like whatever. Yeah, this is fun. Um, did Ash we talk is about the man? I just want to say Ash that. is the man. Like I love anytime Ash shows the up. More it's, it's, I think about them, the more I like him. Yeah. And it's real sad. We only get him for this season. Nope, that's a lie. He shows back up later. Oh, that's you're right. You're right. Mm, spoilers. Um, at this point. Sam and Dean and Joe sit down and uh, Joe just starts making these eyes at Sam like, you need to GT motherfucking O. <laughs> she does. And it's Sam so is like, aggressive. I, uh, 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 I have, uh, I got a, a thing. I'm going to go there. over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to be smooth for like half a second. And it's just like, Okay, no. well, I would be super uncomfortable if, like, it was like, uh, okay, you obviously don't want me here, even though I'm sitting with my brother, dude. And they have this nice wow. little emotional scene. Um, th- this yeah. reads to me as as kind of early. It c- it's it's like a very early time where you meet someone, and it could be romantic, and it could not be mm-hmm. romantic. You're just kind of trying to feel that out. Like, and they, I think they capture the two actors capture this very, very well. Like they, it's, it's not quite like a will they, won't they? Like, it's not like a Jim and Pam situation where there's like unrequited love on both sides. Yeah. It's like, we just met each other. There's obviously an attraction trying to figure yeah, out what type of attraction that is. Exactly. Yeah. Is what it is. I think this and is a really like, good, you know, it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Dig this. It's very good. And then let's yeah, get to some more emotional they relate, stuff. They relate on the, the dead dad thing. Um, and I think it's because of the way that that conversation goes that I just really don't see any sort of, like, I don't see any sexual tension between the two of them. I think that's what it is. Mm. 
Not that there yeah, needs to be sexual I, tension. I, but. I think I side with you on that, Chris. Yeah, I, I definitely always see it more as like, even though it, the possibility is there, it's like it could happen. It's definitely much more, I think, that they both feel like, eh, it'd probably be better if we just... And the fact it. is, I mean... I don't want to spoil it, but they never do. They've ta- they talk about it again later on, but they never they never well, so go through with it. That's why everybody right involved is aware of it. That's that's why right here I think is where that possibility mm-hmm. is. And then like mm-hmm. by the time that she shows up in the next episode, uh, not in the next the next time that she shows up, um, I think it's yeah. I, and we'll deal with it then. I haven't seen it yet, but I think that's going to cement that relationship as completely platonic at that point. And then for the yeah. rest of the season, like they're going to be there's not going to be like some. Well, they won't they bullshit. Like, there's no romantic entanglement at that point. Like, something happens. To, but, like, right here, I think there's still that possibility. So Yeah, like you said, they handle it really well. Like, yeah. the, between the writing, the acting, and the directing. But, yeah, let's get to this next, like, super emotional, like, sad part. <laughs> yeah. So, back at Bobby's, Sam starts breaking down in front of Dean, which, like, hey, Sam, like, can you stop putting emotional baggage on Dean already? Like, <laughs> yeah, Dean's nobody like, wants to oh. see you cry. Like, I don't care if you want me to. You don't get to make that decision for me. <laughs> <laughs> but he just like openly starts weeping about all of these things, like saying he's not right. He's messed up. He's trying to deal with this and he's not doing it right either. And all this stuff. And like looks at Dean after the fact and like, ex- like in an expectant kind of way. And Dean's like, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. good, bro. I'm good. I'm handling it. Yeah, I think, well, he think he ends it with, uh, he says all that stuff. He's like, no, I'm not okay, but neither are you. And that's his own way. Sort of the way that Dean just called him out a few scenes earlier of saying, you're the one who's in denial. Uh, this is Sam coming back and saying, you know what? You were right, but you, you are too. Like I'm screwed up and so are you. I'm now acknowledging it, but you still won't acknowledge it. And then he walks away. And that's when we have one of the most powerful scenes from Dean. Mm. And it's just him, him going like him, like the nodding, the, it feels like real anger. Just the, he's taken a second with it. Just Sam has walked away and then he sees like a, you know, a metal pipe or golf club, whatever the hell it is. And he picks it up. And it's slow, too. It's not like this super fast thing. Uh, and then he smashes the window of the Impala and then just bangs on the hood of that thing until he caves a hole in the car itself. And if that's not fucking symbolic, I don't know what is. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, like, it's- like, <laughs> like, Sam calls him out on it, and I think Sam has a very different idea of what Dean is dealing with. Like we were talking about before, he has that secret now. Like, the idea of what... Again, we keep dancing around it. What John told him in like the idea that he we spent a season of Dean building up that he has to protect Sam and now the possibility of what is kind of laid out before him of what he might eventually have to do. And it's almost uh, like, it's just like this like of course he's angry, he's he's sad that his father died, he's feeling pressure for what he now has to, the secret that he's holding. And I think a lot of it is it just comes into flat out frustration like Mm -hmm. i think in some ways dean is like i just wish that i died like i don't want i'm not saying that dean is suicidal i'm just saying like i think that in some ways it's like i got saved and now i'm i've got all this shit i have to deal with uh also saying that it is important to bring up he does not remember uh what happened while he was in ghost that's true that's true in the last episode i mean i'm I'm saying he could still be like maybe yeah 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 no he could still definitely be thinking that but he doesn't remember that conversation with the reaper um which is you know that's actually pretty important uh you know he the very end of that episode is like yeah 
blank slate, you know, because he was confused that, that uh, Sam told him that there was a Reaper mm-hmm. uh, in the first place. So yeah, like they, I have to, like, I think that would just add to his frustration of just like, yeah. he has no idea what's going on. And the right fact now. that he actually I is trying, it. he's trying to be strong. He is trying to like deal with everything. And Sam keeps being like, no, no you're not strong. I need you to tell me, I need you to show me, Sh- show yeah. me on the page. Like show, like, maybe that's you know. a little bit healthy. That he's like, I need you to talk about your feelings. But at the, on the other hand, it's like he is really trying to not fall into his feelings because it's just mm-hmm. despair. And of course, by avoiding his feelings, he really only uh, accentuates them. That's the word I wanted to use. But I not even whatever he exacerbates, uh, he exacerbates them. them. That's yes. yes. Exacerbation of emotions. And move right on past that. And that's that's uh, the end of the episode. That's the uh, end of the episode. Yep, that's the end. Of just the him episode. caving a hole into the in the Impala, just putting a hole into their family unit. I, I said when we started that I don't particularly care for the second episode, and I hold by that. I really like the characters it introduces. I like the world building and the meta plot stuff. I could give a shit about the clown plot line at all. Like yeah, again, we spent all of our time on the cool stuff. Of yeah, I don't even exactly. remember talking about the clown plot line. We didn't I know really we talk did, a lot. About it. We remember. talked a lot about the boy's emotional state. <laughs> um, but. Uh, I, I feel like both of these episodes, like they, it's a strong start to season two. Uh, and then mm-hmm. looking at the next three, which um, I've watched the next two of the three that we're going to cover. I'm, I'm very, very excited. Like it's, this is all great stuff. They do some really interesting things. They go some places that I wasn't expecting at the time. And then, you know, they wrap mm-hmm. stuff up. So I'm, I'm very excited about season two fellas. Like I'm, I'm into this. I am a hundred percent into this podcast right now, which I think is an important percentage to remark upon at the start of every season. Cause by the time we get to yeah. season 10, we're going to be like, <laughs> we must I reaffirm am, our faith. I am 37% yeah. into this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so going yeah. strong. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any final thoughts before we start doing admin? No, I think I. No, no I think I think, I think yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. Cool. Um, thank you everybody for listening. This has been Monster of the Week. You can find us at monsteroftheweek.cool. You can find on that website links to all of our social media networks, all of our other podcasts, which we all do other podcasts. So if you like this stuff, you'll all probably like us on our other stuff. Um, you can also subscribe to the show on various services. Um, you can download the episodes you can stream them it's just a really it's a very functional website is what i'm saying it's very functional you can follow us on twitter at motwcast please follow us on twitter because we love talking to our fans on that like not necessarily our fans let me rephrase that we love to talk yeah, about we love to talk to fans. supernatural fans out on there like we've already had a couple of people that have been really really fun to talk to like um i don't remember her twitter handle but her essay name was cool kids inc she does the supernatural thread on something awful she's been a lot of fun on twitter already so like come talk to us and share stupid memes and gifs um i think that's about it fellas that'll do us for this week sounds good to me we'll see you next week with another episode of monster of the week excellent well i'm gonna go uh, have fun with my wife you guys have a wonderful evening okay cool. i gotta go yeah, smell you guys later. Uh, I don't have anything I'm going to do. Probably oh, play Stardew Valley. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>
Don't tell me that that isn't supposed to look like a vagina. It's definitely supposed to look like a vagina. It's supposed to, yeah. You don't put sexy lips sideways and not expect me to think that it's a vagina. Might as well just put put a fucking taco on the poster, am I right? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Off to a good start. didn't even fucking know, Jeremy. How I know, man. How I was you fucking to... at me oh, on that? I, should, I was thinking about atting you, but then I was thinking maybe my boy don't want to be at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I said that in real life the other day. Uh, <laughs> I said something like, I was like, don't at me. And I said it to my Gross. girlfriend, and she was like, what did you just say? And then I had to like, <laughs> I was like, like, when you're on Twitter, and like, you have like a hot take or something, but like, oh, yeah, you don't want people to the whole tweet thing. you. That's, yeah, how, that's like, how you know it's real funny. Uh, and two is that I've been holding in a fart all day, uh, but then when I finally was free from work, to like, and I was like, I'm about to fucking rip some ass. There was no fart. There was no fart to be found. Oh no! So it disappeared into my body somewhere. Yeah, See, I just, you, you I reabsorbed. Always, if it's getting too bad, I just go back and I go into the bathroom and take care of it. Yeah, yeah. I've been busy though, so I just figured, you know, what, I'm just gonna hold this sucker in, and then I'm gonna shoot this thing off like it's the Fourth of July when I get out of work. And um, there was sure, no, there were no sure fireworks. Steve really appreciates that getting the car yeah. is just bogged up in there. Well, he was walking to the car the other day, and he and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna fart," and I was like, "You fucking wait until you're done. Like, you don't get in the car with that stinky <laughs> fart, Steve." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know if my connection has improved at all. I bought a new Wi-Fi adapter, but I was having trouble installing it, and then I forgot about it until just now, so I'm still using my old one. Okay. Uh, I think it sounds good. Yeah, you, you sound fine. Every once in a while, you just go, like, you've probably heard it on the podcast, like, when you listen back. Like, yeah, I know, and it's just always when I'm about to say a really, really funny joke. Yeah. And... That's because I have a button. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I have a lag switch. <laughs> People aren't gonna know. Button. Sorry, Stephen, go ahead. No, I was gonna make a dumb joke. It's alright, you can go ahead. I was just going to say, people aren't going to know how sweet and charming I am if uh, all my jokes keep getting cut off, Jeremy. Well, uh, any pod business before we get into it? Are you all ready? No, I'm still holding in that fart, though, so just, you know, stay tuned. (laughs) I'll have my lag switch ready. (laughs) Am I alone here? Nope, I'm here. Okay. I think I, I think my mic cut off in the middle of the last episode because at first I'm like you guys are being real rude and talking over me, but no, the, my mic just stopped, so I had to leave and come back to the call. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys are being assholes. <laughs> yeah, the boys go through this um, extended extended. Part. Part. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, nope, I'm Ooh. good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to stomp all over a joke. So sorry about that. <clears throat> my audio usually stomps all over my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the listener at home to know that I'm way funnier than I normally am on this podcast. <laughs> the problem was, is Jeremy's button broke. So Jeremy, That's true. Oh, God, my I, lags, I was Jeremy scrambling for that lag switch. <laughs> yeah, Jerry puts the scramble button on my voice. <laughs> you can't hear my funny jokes. <laughs> And all of this will be edited out. No. Hey. Aww. <laughs>